This NASCAR 2024 news and mailbag edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast's brand new YouTube page. The hockey guys are giving away a hoodie to celebrate their new YouTube channel. Register to at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Welcome in to a new week and welcome in to another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Vigomes. Did I say new week? It's Thursday. Where the hell am I? Like, <laughs> did we, and we did an episode earlier this week too. I, oh, well, Cody. It's not our days anymore. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what's great is that we live in a world where it probably is a new week for somebody. So uh, if it's a new week for you, then then congratulations. Maybe somebody's checking us out on Monday. It's a new week for them. There you go. Oh my God! I I'm telling you right now, my kids have been on break for the last week and and or two weeks now, and it's just I lose track of days. Um, hey, my daughter went back to school today, so new week for her. Right oh, there, you go. It's kind See? of that weird go back on a Thursday, Friday, and then then you know ease them back in. So it's a new week. It's good. Yeah, congratulations, by the way, uh, to your to you being able to take your daughter back to school. I still have to wait another few days for that to happen. So, uh, yeah, we're, here we are. It's, uh, it's nice when they go back. I know, right? <laughs> nice to have them home, but you know, you know how it is. Good, good to send them back away. Uh, all you right. know what else, Rod? Yes. One month from today. One month from today is the Clash of the Coliseum. One month from today, we'll be making money on NASCAR bets, on NASCAR DFS. Oh, it's going to be so fucking beautiful. Let's not fucking wait. Go. It's, oh, it is like it's that close. We're almost there. Again, we just need some Xfinity and some Truck Series odds. We'll be talking those as soon as they drop. You know we will. Well, pretty soon, we're going to have our official championship picks. We're going to be full on into Coliseum, Clash the Coliseum week, laying down bets, giving out DraftKings plays. Oh, I can't fucking wait. Yeah, and and it's going to be, again, finally something for us to talk about that are odds related, which, by the way, books, this is your daily reminder to just get on your stuff and start giving us odds. But Start, start just spamming them with messages. That's what I've been doing. Of course, you get the generic response. I We're love your answer, by the way. I love the, the non-answer answer that you got. I'm not going to... I sent you the one yesterday from Caesars, and they go... 
we're currently working on this and they will be up soon like yeah. okay yeah. that's that's very generic like which one should we select okay this one copy and paste here you go thanks a lot caesars a b c or d i mean look and if i mean they at least get, got back to you some places that's, won't even get back to you so right. even if it's a canned response yeah right then yeah then it's a still a response but um, yes. Hey, I want to take a second and I want to say congratulations to Justin and Miranda. Uh, you've heard a lot of the old fashioned fantasy football ads on the show as we, you know, I've slowed down on playing them because I don't want to, I don't want to burn you all out, but you guys know of them already. Uh, they celebrated a hundred episodes last night. Cody and I were both guests on the show and that's uh, a hell of a show. If you guys aren't listening to it, you should because they are two of the better voices here on this network. And, and 100 episodes, as, as Cody and I both know, no easy feat, let alone two to 300 episodes. So for those guys doing a bang-up job over there on old-fashioned football, just a, a bang-up show, bang-up wife and, and husband team, and uh, it was fun to be on the show with them last night. Yeah, obviously, you know, fantasy football pretty much over. Should be over. You should not be playing championship games this weekend. But God, no. uh, it's still... They, they've got the whole, just like us, they're going to keep going all through the offseason. There's plenty to talk about. Um, I had them, I started a new dynasty league this week, and I had them picking, making a few of their selections live on the show last night as, as it got to be their turns. So that was awesome. It never, never ends, just like this doesn't. Uh, so yeah, check them out. Go check out that show. It was a lot of fun. We were both on near the beginning of the show. Um, but the whole thing, I, I stuck around and listened to the whole thing, and it was great. A lot of fun. And 100, it's, it's a huge milestone. Like, uh, we're at, over 300 now and and you know we've kind of celebrated each time we've hit the next hundred but like that first hundred is such a like you've made it this far you've you've actually made it type of thing which is is really good so shout out to them they're they're awesome and we're gonna do a crossover with them next week talk a little fancy football talk a little uh we got this with this whiskey so we're gonna incorporate the oh, f1 totally it's from the uh, f1 alpha romeo team so yeah from from whistle pigs it's gonna be a lot of fun fill both of our off seasons as, as we get closer to racing here. So can't, can't wait to talk to them some more. Yeah. For those of you who have never attempted to, to ha host a podcast, to create a podcast, to do anything with a podcast like that, that hundred episode mark is almost the you've arrived mark because most shows will never make it to a hundred episodes and very few shows make it very far past a hundred if they're not serious and if they're not doing it for real. So, I mean, it's been a while, I guess, since I've gushed over all of you that listen, because I still look at the numbers uh, as much as I, I possibly can because I don't like to, to dwell on numbers, as you guys all know. Um, just the fact that one of you even listens in the first place is a success to me. Bosses have a little different take on it, but for me, you sitting there listening right now is enough for me to continue to do this show. But I will say, those of you that have stuck around over the offseason, it's just a testament to how much this show has, has legs and how much we enjoy uh, putting it on for you. And again... For Rye Cape, we're here for you, buddy. How's it going, guys? It's going hey, fantastic. Um, yeah, we're going, just gushing over good. you and the whole audience. It makes it, it does, like, just talking throughout the offseason. Like, it hasn't, like, before, it it does, like, NASCAR offseason, even though it's so short, right? It's a little over 100 days usually. But, like, before, it seemed like it just was forever. And it's like, God, NASCAR's been gone for months. It's finally back. But keeping up on the news, talking about stuff, having the odds of the offseason, like, it makes it feel like it never went away. Kind of get a little break, right? It's not the the daily grind of of cranking out, you know, races each and every week. But like, and now we're almost there. A month to the clash today. It's it's fantastic. It's been a lot of fun. And yeah, again, as as many people as continue to listen to the off season, 
We appreciate it. Sometimes we're just blabbering about a lot of nothing, but you know, hey, gotta gotta find a way to get through it. And we've had some really good discussions and things to talk about uh, that have been great as far as you know that's gonna help us uh, go through go through this next season of betting. And uh, like Rye is doing, drop get in, drop your questions here in the in the chat. We've got some questions from the Discord, got some questions that were sent to us. Rye's dropping questions, so we're here to answer questions today. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Let's yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So let's do that. But let's first tell you about Underdog Fantasy, as we always do. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. It's NFL, it's NBA, it's NHL, it's college basketball, college football. It's racing later on in the season. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Uh, we're going to give you so many underdog plays over the course of the next season. So batten down the hatches. You're about to get force-fed and spoon-fed and given so many good plays that you're going to walk away with a ton of money uh, from your underdog fantasy season. So watch along. Make your picks. Maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. The guys over at the Hockey and Gambling Podcast have just launched their brand new YouTube channel and they are celebrating by giving away an HGP hoodie. You want in on the action? Yes, you do. You go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. Yeah, get down on that hoodie. It's uh, it's awesome. I, I, I definitely should sport one. I think we're about to get our, our Christmas bonus from the company. Uh, so I'll, I'll put that right back into the store because I guess what better way to, uh, to spend your hard earned money than give it back to the company that gave it to you in the first place. Right. Yeah. I've already got my, uh, my car loaded, uh, for, for that uh, purchase. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, all right. So listen, we said that we were going to answer some questions. We said that we were going to open it up and open the floor up to you guys and, uh, and give you a chance to ask us some stuff. It didn't have to be racing related. It could just be anything. Uh, in general, we got a few hits on our Discord, and of course, we got some right here. So, uh, I, I guess we start with uh, Rise' first question. If, if we're okay with that, how's it going, guys? No, I'm just kidding. That's that's a good. It's going well, Rye. Asked and answered. Next. Yeah, next. Uh, and by the way, get in on the YouTube channel too if you want uh, live questions answered, or or even if we talk back and forth to you, um, just because that's that's the way this is going to be going a lot more. Uh, over the next few, I mean, obviously, you know, our pick shows are going to stay relatively the same, but uh, we may open it up at the end for a few back and forth uh, discussions or whatever. So uh, make sure you're in on the YouTube channel and subscribe. So let's start with Rye. He's got his first mailbag question, and then we'll get to some um, uh, Discord questions as well. Rye says, mailbag question, does Gibbs win a race this season? I, I'm pretty sure that everybody here knows exactly what Cody's thoughts on this are. <laughs> Cody, does yes. he win a race? He is uh, his over is half a race, minus 150 over on Caesars. I don't care. It's minus 150 all over this. I think he wins at least one race this season. Maybe he even, even wins a second one. But he's going to be in contention a lot more. I think that we're going to be talking about him top five a lot. Um, oh, I'm hoping maybe even early in the season where the books are sleeping on it a little bit. If he kind of busts out of the gate looking good, we know how fast those Gibbs cars are. We know how talented he is. He was really, really starting to show it near the end of last season. Um, and, yeah, I mean, 
everybody should know at this point, I am very, very big on Ty Gibbs this, uh, this season. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm hammering over half a win for him. And, hey, honestly, my biggest bet last season, he was at one and a half wins last season. So, I mean, every, you know, that book's thought coming into it, he was going to be, and then it was like, pump the brakes. My biggest bet in the offseason last year was Ty Gibbs under because the rookies just don't win a bunch of races like that. Um, but totally flipping course on that this season. I think this is when the wins start rolling in. Since he didn't win a race last year, you're getting a break. If they thought going into last year he could win one and a half, why couldn't he win one and a half this season in his second season in the equipment he is with the talent he's got? Um, so glad they're kind of sleeping on a little. They do have, you know, it's it's fairly well, you know, juice to the over, but I'm still going to lay the juice at minus 150 because uh, you only pay the juice if you lose, Rob. Indeed. It's funny, you were almost going to say this holiday season, uh, and, and it's like, yeah, you are big on this holiday season, but this season in general. Uh, so, listen, I, I do think he wins, Rye. I, honestly, I do think he wins a race. I, I think we're both in agreement with that. I think he does win. The only issue, though, as we head into this, is which one. And, and on a week-to-week basis, I don't know that you could – I mean, his odds have to be really good, I think, if you really want to put – and, and try to pick your your uh, spot as where he's going to win because it could be a super speedway, obviously, that anybody can win at. It could be a road course, which he was well or good at at the Xfinity Series. So, I mean, th- the only problem is where do you bet him? That That's my only issue yeah. this season. But he's, his number is going to be so big that there's going to be plenty of opportunities to get in on it. So I think, you know, we'll look back, obviously, at last season and see where his kind of sweet spots were. I feel like just off the top of my head, maybe a mile and a half weren't as great for him. He was a little better on the shorter tracks. A road course, I think, is the best shot at it. So I'm hoping maybe we get to Coda and he's a little bit of a longer odds or or when you get to Sonoma, uh, you know, in June there or something like that. Um, I feel like that's the type of race maybe we'll see him win. But he can be in competition to win anywhere with as good of a car as he is, with as talented as he is. It could be the Daytona 500. It could be any race, uh, you know, throughout the season. So I do think he's easily going over one. Um, and, and honestly, if I, you know, why not give us some alternate win totals, please? Another thing that would be great. Because I bet him over one and a half at, at plus money. I would take that as well. Ooh, that's a good market. Alt win totals. Uh, yeah, let us let us climb those ladders. Yeah, slide slide that slide that uh, little marker yeah, over like, to the next one. All these books have that little slider thing, like. Just implement that and let us let us make our own bets. Like, why not? Come on. So I guess if we were to suggest a strategy of any sort with the Ty Gibbs thing, it would be I would think that maybe road courses are good are a good place to start, right? Just to to maybe throw that. Rye said he would bet him over one and a half as well. And and look, two wins is not out of the realm of possibility, right? You say you get one, you can get two, especially a guy that talented. So. Yeah, books. If you really want some action, we're 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 begging you for some sliders there to to get that. But yeah, again, I guess the strategy would be to to maybe start with the road courses, see where you feel comfortable. Anywhere else, kind of betting him. You know, check back last season and where his best tracks were in the cup, and and go from there. But yeah, again, he's gonna get one. He'll probably get two. Who knows? It's just a matter of uh, how you feel comfortable. So and like. Honestly, in as good of a car as he's in and as talented as he is, like he's one of those guys who could rip off more than that. And I mean, you know, you get a William Byron and I get he's a little farther into his career, but win six races and and it's a little bit of a surprise, but I wouldn't be super shocked if a Ty Gibbs went, you know, want because Rod, once he figures it out, he is going to figure it out. 
and he's going to take off. So um, I'm not saying he's going to win all those races this season, but when that season does come, it's going to come in a hurry, um, and it, it won't shock me when it does happen. Cody's going to break that slider. <laughs> Cody, Cody's grabbing that slider moving Give all the way the over. over. Give it's me like, an over 4.5. There's like, Cody, there's no more races. You can't go over 32. <laughs> Uh, all right, JDK's in the chat. Been a while, boys. Been busy losing money on the NFL. <laughs> Great hearing yeah, you guys yeah. again. Same here, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why the NFL's a sucker bit. You gotta go, gotta go for the gold. Uh, we're happy to have you back too, as well. Uh, all right, let's turn our attention to the Discord. We do have uh, PJB Sports Pod in the Discord. Doesn't have a Twitter, which is fine. Uh, you have an X instead. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's got some racing fun relation. Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, we all have exes. <laughs> uh, all right. So his first question, and I think all of these are fun. So let's let's kind of go down all these. So from anywhere yeah. in the world, what's one track did you put on the schedule, and which one would you kick off to make room on the schedule? Assuming the series didn't want to add more total races, I've given this one some serious thought. Have you Have you actually thought about this one yet? I have not. I, again, I like I. I kind of breezed over them, but I didn't want to. I like the the more thinking of it on the go. That's that's my type of uh, of question answering. So Cody's a gut reaction um, guy. I'm a gut reaction guy. No, I I would like to see like a Pikes Peak type of place, right? Because it's somewhat close to me. I've got family there. I could go stay with. <laughs> Be a little bit on the selfish side, but hey. Uh, I think that would be really cool. You know, the elevation and, and how does that affect the drivers, all that. I think it would be it'd be fun to do some type of thing like that. So, yeah, give me give me the old Pikes Peak International Raceway. I think that's what it was called. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like something like that. As far as taking something off, um, you probably just drop off something that has a second date, right? Maybe like the Charlotte Roval even, because if we're not going to go back to the Oval, we don't have to worry about the cardboard. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that that I would probably go with that. You know, for me, I, I want to see how the cup cards do on Monaco. I know it's an F1 track, but that would be a fantastic way to just sort of, you know, say, all right, these are the two disciplines. Which one puts on a more exciting race on such a storied track, right? I mean, we, we know the F1 guys do it, and, and NASCAR is taking on street courses. So if we're going to take on a street course, why don't we take on the street course, right, and, well, and in Monaco? And yeah, to that point, JDK says do a race weekend with Indy for the Vancouver Indy. Um, I think just doing a, a race weekend with Indy, like obviously they have the past couple of years at Indy on the road course, and that's gone away this year. And so there's not really a, a crossover, um, you know, between them. Like go to the Long Beach Grand Prix or Nashville. Like IndyCar's already got all these street courses set up. And we've already broken into it now, right, with Chicago. So why not join them at Long, Bre at Long Beach or, or at St. Pete or at Nashville when they go to these other street courses throughout the country? If the track's already going to be there, if you've already got the event going on, make it a double header. Give us a ton of great racing throughout the weekend. That's, I think, something that maybe they should have even done that before starting with Chicago or, or bring Indy to Chicago with you, whatever the case may be. But they're already there. They're already doing it. Like tag along and, and give us some extra racing and, and make it a big weekend between the two for whatever reason. I don't think NASCAR really cares about pairing up with Indy that much, which I think is unfortunate because I love both series. Obviously we talk about both of them throughout the season. Um, but I, I think more weekends like that would be a lot of fun. 
I'd love Long Beach. I'd actually go down and watch that race. I, although it'd be funny because the only two that I really go to watch are two road courses. So I would. I don't even have an oval near me anymore. Uh, Fontana one would would not be there. Vegas. Katie Street. says Vegas. Ooh. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, F one wants absolutely nothing to do with with because uh, that would be another like again f1 like they go to coda already we go to coda put those together vegas would be great and you can even make that and it's after the season obviously make it an exhibition race after the season or something but i, I don't think f1 really cares about nascar because on the worldwide scale but you would think wanting to expand the american audience they've already got three and again you're going to miami already you're going to coda already like tag along but I, I don't think either series wants to back down to being second fiddle. They both want to be the main show. But come on, for the sake of everyone, just get together and give us some fun. Uh, and then to take off, I'm with you, take off the Roval. And then, look, I'd be okay with taking that second date out of Atlanta. I think one Atlanta race is, is fine in the season. Oh, don't, don't be taking away super speedways, Rod. What? We have get six of them, get Cody. Out, we get, have six get of them. Get out of here. God, give me more. We Let's make it eight. six of them. I, Turn Texas into a super speedway, too. I, I love betting on super speedways. I know you, you know love that. betting on super speedways, <laughs> but a second date in Atlanta and is already. And the racing is so exciting. Like, it's, oh, come on. The second date in Atlanta was you on the edge of your seat that. every second of these super speedway races? Well, like, yeah, but yeah, that doesn't so mean that, that I, I wouldn't be on the edge of my seat in Monaco, right? Well, true, but that's why you get rid of the Roval that nobody cares about. Yeah, the Roval's fine. The Roval should go away and be a second Charlotte oval date, but whatever. That's that's neither here nor there, I suppose. But uh, All right, we'll get to more of your questions. But first, I want to tell you about Game Time. I already told you about Hall of Fame. I'm going to tell you about Game Time because buying tickets is absolutely an atrocious event, something you do not want to do. I think I put going uh, and buying tickets akin to sitting through uh, a second Atlanta date. It's just something I don't want to do. Uh, but again... For you guys now, you don't have to go through that hassle because you can go to Game Time. Game Time is going to give you everything you need to make the least painful experience that you can in buying tickets. Not only do you get the Game Time guarantee, because when you buy on Game Time, your tickets are going to be on time and authentic. That is their guarantee. Plus, you're going to get lower fees, better prices. Man, I'm telling you right now, if you find a seat in the same row, in the same section, you're going to get 110% of the difference of your ticket on top of what you paid for. It's going to be beautiful. Beautiful if you find it. So go looking because you want to make sure you cash in on that. Plus, it's also made for your phone. No phishing through any sort of junk mail. No anything. The app has your ticket right there for you. You definitely want to get down on this. So... Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Now, let me tell you about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics pl platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. You can enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot which picks have value stop betting in the dark join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com use code sgpn to get 50 percent off of your first month today start researching start winning with hall of fame 
bets. Let's move on to the next question that we got in there. Uh, I, I do like this one. What's a race slash event every year that produces good racing that no one gives credit to uh, or doesn't pay enough attention to? Uh, Cody, do you have a particular race that you feel like doesn't get the credit that it deserves? Boy, that is actually That's interesting. That's a fantastic I question. Mean, I, I could say the second race at Atlanta because <laughs> obviously Rod wants to get rid of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, I do you have one that, that pops to mind for you? You know, it's funny, but I know that I don't feel like Dover gets enough respect. Honestly, okay. I don't. I, I don't. I feel like it, it obviously the gimmicky of it, it gets the kind of notice, but I don't feel like it gets enough respect. I know that it, it, people are like, oh, it, it's boring, but I, I still feel like there's a lot of complicated racing that goes on because that sh that track is not. It's not your typical shape. It's not well, something it's completely different than anything else. It's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like the technicality, and maybe it's because every time I go to Dover on my NASCAR, my controller is always so hard to. Hit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I just feel like when you go to Dover, and and you know, it, it's not the same as sitting in a sim. I know sitting behind a controller, but it feels like it takes a different discipline because the corners are not always the same, and and it always ramps up into this. This thin straight. I mean, it just feels like it's a different race altogether. And the technicality of being able to race on that track, I don't feel like people give that one enough credit for how hard it is to survive uh, that Dover track. Yeah, I, I think that's a great one. Uh, Bristol or uh, yeah, Rice says Bristol's the most underrated track in NASCAR. I don't know though, because I think a lot of people, you know, it's the last great Coliseum. It seems like it's got a lot of like fluff around it, so. I don't know if it's, I mean, it does always seem to produce great racing and everything. I'm trying to think of like a race just even like last season. I, I don't know. It it seems like, I mean, most of the races last year got, got, you know, yeses on the good race poll and all that from Jeff Gluck. I don't know as far as like, what is a, what is one that doesn't get, that doesn't produce the, the credit or whatever. I, you know, it's I, funny. We're kind of biased in that situation because we cover all of them. So, I mean, it tells right. well, everyone's that's a, Yeah, I think, like, we're so far into it that, it, and, like, to be honest, you know, I, every week we're pretty excited about the racing. And, like, you know, Texas can be boring, and well, there will be some boring races here and there sometimes. But I don't know. I feel like to us we overrate them all. And they're not overrate, but we hype them all up, and we love what we get out of them. Yeah, and again, that's that's kind of where we're at. We're, we're occupational hazards when it comes to that because we get excited for every race. So, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know what's overrated. Uh, but I do feel like Dover sometimes slips out and, and uh, between the cracks. So, uh, All right, well, then let's move over to the next one where it says, uh, favorite track to host an all-star or exhibition race. I'm going to be honest. I got recency bias, but North Wilkesboro was awesome this year. I really enjoyed that. I mean, awesome as far as the standpoint of it was cool to go back. The, oh, racing yeah, the racing was great, right? Because Kyle <laughs> Larson just killed everyone. Um, but I think the all-star race is one that should just move around every year. Like, why do we need to have it in North Wilkesboro a couple seasons here? That's that's cool and great. And I think eventually that'll move to a points paying race. But let's continue to move that around and, and maybe make it a track that doesn't always host a NASCAR race, a track that is different. So, you know, again, I don't really have any big tracks off the top of my mind, but go to some different tracks and and again i know infrastructure can be tough and and you know uh, getting somewhere that has good enough facilities for the week but 
even some of these more local tracks like just go in and have a nascar weekend like i think something like that would be a lot of fun um you could turn the clash you know where we're building the all-star race um inside of a football stadium if, if you're wanting to do a new york or a, a chicago type of thing and again it would have to be dependent on on the stadiums and, and when you could get in and, and time and time and everything but obviously you're not going to do those in february because it's a little cold in those places and snowy so um you know it could be something like that but i just think that it should move around every year even if it is tracks that you know go put it in kansas one year for for an all-star race and then put it in you know have it at atlanta one year and, and then have it at uh you know at north wilkesboro one year have it at charlotte one year just go to a different track every year just like the all-star game does in in the nba or in the mlb a, a different city a different stadium hosts it every year let's do that with the with the cup series would you want to see a vegas all-star event yeah i mean yeah dude yeah that what better place to have all-stars at than than in vegas right and Let's expand it. Like, let's have a let's have an Xfinity All Star. Let's have a Truck Series All Star. I know the Truck Series always accompanies them and has a points race, but why not give them some some All Star credit and and have you know those guys in there and and maybe open it up to retired drivers or something for the Truck Series. I mean, it, it could be expanded on a lot. Memorial Stadium, oh, that's absolutely perfect, right here in Lincoln. I will do everything I can to help you guys put that uh, put that race on. Hey, we put. We put 90,000 people in that stadium for a volleyball game earlier this summer. We could pack it out for a NASCAR race. Come on. That'd be a blast. Uh, definitely would love to see that. Uh, all right, let's do this one. What classic track would you bring back to the series? Could even be an alternate layout of a current track, like Atlanta's Oval from the early O's, uh, aughts or, and 90s, or the version of Auto Club that is now ceasing to exist? I already have one right off the bat. For me, oh, let's hear it. Uh, I want to see Rockingham. Here's what's crazy about it. So for me, when I very first started watching NASCAR in 2003, the first race I ever watched, obviously, was the Daytona 500. Michael Waltrip won that one. But then when I went back home, that was when I was on the clock to start picking a favorite driver. So Rockingham was my very first race that I watched that I was like my own on my own. My brother wasn't with me to explain anything. It wasn't, you know. And then, of course, I lost the race right after that. And the 04 season was the last time they... They raced on Rockingham as far as the, the Cup Series was concerned. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, for me, I want to see Rockingham back. I, I, I miss that. I miss that track. I miss the mile, right? It's just a little over a mile. So it's, it's another one of those not mile-and-a-half cookie-cutter tracks, but it's got its own personality. It had its own just characteristics and, and everything that I loved about it. And, of course, it was on twice in the season, right? They went back twice to that track. I wouldn't mind seeing it just once. I mean, I, I, I loved it. It was such a, a fun race to, to follow up Daytona with, right? You go from this gigantic super speedway to the mile track at Rockingham. So, I don't know. Call me a little nostalgic, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing Rockingham come back. Yeah, I, I think that's a good one. And I was just looking up to see because I had thought I had seen something about them doing repairs. And, and this article's from back in May. But um, basically, you know, they want NASCAR and they've been putting millions and millions of dollars into it to make it race ready. And according to this, by February, they were planning on having it race ready. So maybe next year, right, North Wilkesboro ends up being a points race. Maybe the all-star race ends up going to to a Rockingham type of place. Uh, I think that would be great. Um, I think that a place like Riverside would be pretty cool. That's one you always hear about, like one of the original or like really the original road course in NASCAR. 
that's kind of the one you, you see as far as like going back um, back in the day for, for road courses. If you want to add another road course, right, that'd be a cool one. Or even um, was it Texas uh, World Speedway? Was that the really big one in Texas? That'd be a cool one. Um, yeah, I think that those are there are a couple tracks that would be cool. And, and Rockingham, I think, would be awesome. And and there's even a glimpse of hope that maybe we will end up getting that back. God, that would be so much fun. I love that. And 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 Jimmy didn't even finish well that day, but I still he still caught my eye. Uh, in fact, he finished like 41st in that race and after starting 29th can't even do that anymore no you can't you can't start 41st anymore uh but yeah that was matt kenseth ended up winning that one from uh oh no that was the last race kenseth won uh in that but yeah again just some something i'd like to see again so bring it back last but not least what are your favorite sports to watch that aren't racing and teams what teams do you root for uh he says he knows that nfl is a 49ers and patriots but outside of the nfl which is kind of the obvious what other sports do you enjoy, Cody? Yeah, I mean NFL is is definitely the big one, huge into fantasy football, so so very big on that. Um, love all forms of racing. Obviously, we talk NASCAR, we talk IndyCar, we talk F one. Um, really, those are the main things that I watch. Is is any racing and NFL football, college football. I love the Huskers, and I go through the pain of watching them every year for some stupid reason. Um, outside of that, college football lately has been dumb. I think that the expanded playoffs maybe will make it more exciting for me. I don't know if it's because the Huskers have been so bad for years now. But I just college football doesn't do it for me a lot. Like I'll I'll sit down and watch the national championship game this coming week, right? And that'll be a lot of fun and everything. Hopefully Michigan loses. Um, but yeah, outside of that, like it's it really is just racing and NFL football for me. I'm not. I don't get big into to many other things. I'll watch. MLB in the playoffs. I'll watch NBA in the playoffs. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not really sitting down to watch those. Well, the answer to your question, PJB, is yes to me. Uh, <laughs> there is probably Rod will watch anything. <laughs> I swear to God, will watch just about anything. And and if there was a legit ESPN Ocho, that would probably be the first program on my remote control. I swear, I just I was a kid who grew up and was told. From a very young age, that I was too small to participate in team sports. My, I just it's just the way it was. I mean, if you look at me, I'm not a big honking figure. Therefore, I don't necessarily you ever watch Spud Webb. Come on, I, it's, I said the same thing. I was like Mookie. Come on, let's go. Like I, I'm not necessarily all that much smaller than them, but and I, I didn't have that glory story where I overcame my height indifference <laughs> to 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 rise to. The, I wasn't Rudy. Okay, I didn't get carried off of a field to uh to ch- people chanting my name so i resigned myself to the next best thing and that's you know talking sports and and being able to to participate that way but i loved everything i i watched almost everything i could i watched american gladiators when i was growing up i watched the roller derby uh like the thunderbirds growing up so that translated up to my adulthood where I'm watching anything from Australian rules football. I always, I always wondered who was watching cornhole when it's on ESPN. I watch I cornhole when it's on ESPN. <laughs> I swear to, I do. I, I actually, uh, I tweeted at the cornhole guys a long time ago. I bought my own cornhole, uh, set up in the backyard. I, I, I mean, you know, I watch the pickleball stuff every once in a while. Uh, it, it, I'm telling you right now, if it's on, I will watch it. It, and my, my kids know this too, because, if there's a sport on all of a sudden it's it's dad's watching this 
Dad, what are the odds on this? Because then, then it's always turns into a gambling question of what are the odds. So what do I enjoy, though? I do enjoy football of all kinds. I love the CFL. Uh, I love arena football. I love indoor football. Uh, I love all of those. Again, I love Australian rules football. That is a fa- I just love, love watching that game so much. Um, I don't have a favorite team to root for in that instance, but uh, I will say that my Canadian, uh, my Canadian football love extends to the Ottawa Red Blacks. That's my team. Chose them early. Started a podcast about them. So, yeah. I mean, again, I'm I'm a I'm a big big sports guy, and it doesn't even have to be considered a sport for me to watch it because I've I've watched some things that I'm even I question as to whether or not they're a sport or not. <laughs> Axe yeah, throwing, ESPN axe plus, throwing. That's one that I've watched with some with some intensity. So yeah, it's it's definitely a, an all encompassing thing with me. I will say the one other one, college volleyball. I got super into that these past couple of years. So Nebraska is actually super good at that. They made it uh, one lost season, made it to the championship game. Unfortunately, they lost in the championship game, but it's been a lot of fun to watch. It's uh, man, those uh, and obviously like my daughters played volleyball this season, so watching you know her level and then watching these girls at in the college level like it's amazing how freaking good they are but that was a lot of fun one to watch that that we really followed every every husker game this year at least we didn't really watch anybody else but (laughs) i like women's hockey though women's hockey is a fun one to watch that that's a lot of fun to watch too um hockey hockey is fun in person i i don't understand enough to watch on tv i guess but Going to a hockey game in person is a lot of fun. Well, it's because you get to watch all the fights in person. Exactly. We had two great (laughs) hockey teams here, and unfortunately, both of them are gone, but love to have them back. Uh, All right. JDK gave us some ones. I feel like these are good rapid-fire questions for us uh, because I I think we can take care of these in in sort of a rapid-fire type of a situation. So, JDK, if you're still with us, thank you for the questions. Uh, Let's get to the first one. It says, what do you think the biggest dynamic change will be from a team power dynamic? This year, I mean, this one kind of lumps into another one uh, that I'll, I'll go right next to it. So, the biggest change from a power team dynamic, and do you think they'll, this will be a typical Hendrick Gibbs dominated year, or, or will RFK make big strides? So, I think we'll put those two into one. Yeah, so lumping it together, I mean, so Hendrick and Gibbs are always going to be kind of the, the top, right? And they're going to be the cream of the crop. But as we've seen over the last couple of seasons with this new car, other teams are still competitive the end of the season is Hendrick and Gibbs going to have more wins than any other teams probably there's a good chance right but we're seeing teams chip away at that and I think you know somebody had pointed out that that I was talking to the other day like well it's always Hendrick Gibbs or or Penske like they're the only teams winning championships and but you look at it and and other teams weren't trying as much or, or putting in the effort and now you look at it and and track house they want to win they want they will spend the money they will spend the capital 2311 they they'll spend the money. They've got the drivers. RFK they'll spend the money. They've got the drivers. They're putting together the program. So you're getting these other teams that definitely are chipping away at it. At the end of the day, does Hendrick and Gibbs have the best drivers? Do they have the best equipment? In a general sense, yeah, for the most part. Um, twenty three eleven. I'm very and we'll lump uh, we'll lump Ride Capes question into this in the chat here. Twenty twenty four breakout driver. You know Byron and Busher last season. It's Tyler Reddick for me this season. Over one and a half wins is the absolute most smashed bet I'm going to make this offseason. He's going to win four or five races at least, I think. And I think that pushes 23-11 to be more of a competitor. He's my pick to win the championship. I think that he could break through 
win the championship and all of a sudden, whoa, 23-11, kind of more in the conversation here, right? Do they expand? They're building a brand new huge shop. Denny's talked about wanting another charter. If they get this charter agreement done, do they expand to another car and, and bring in more and kind of continue to compete? Uh, I think that that's a possibility. We've seen it with Trackhouse already with Chastain. Uh, you know, now they're, you know, they've got Suarez still. They're adding Zane Smith sort of to the to the portfolio-ish through Spire. Uh, so they're making stuff as well. So, uh, again, it's still going to be Hendrick and Gibbs at the top. But there are other teams, mainly those three teams, I think, but even some other teams that, that we've seen compete here and there as well. And I think that that will continue to, to be the case. So Josh Berry, not your breakout driver of the year. That's mine, by the way, right? Josh Berry's going to win it? 10 races this year. Uh, the, books, the books seem to think books so. Books got it right on him. He is going to come out and win the championship uh, in all three series. Even though he's not racing for the championship in all three, he's going to still win them. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I saw, I saw somebody. I can't remember if it was a Facebook group or if it was a Reddit question or something. I was like, which race this year will Josh Berry win his, his first race at? And I'm like, do you have the 2025 schedule already? Because he's not rookies don't win. How many times do we have to say it? Ty Gibbs didn't win. If Ty Gibbs, the most talented rookie we've seen in how long, did not win a race last year, Josh Berry's not winning a race this year. At super Speedways will be his only chance, and he's not super great at Super Speedways either. So not happening. But SHR, a team that has been there before, they've won multiple championships in that stable. Um, they're a little off right now, right? We know that. And, and I think they'll get back there at some point. We've talked about their core nucleus being young. Not yet, but in the future, I think they could get back to being, being competing. And we didn't even mention Penske in there. And they've won the last two championships. So <laughs> I, I get and And so one to me, you could kind of trace it all back to when they broke up the big monopolies, right? When they when they told them they can't own more than four cars and, and said, listen, we're gonna we're gonna distribute or distribute the wealth and kind of give it, but even still, it kind of gave those top teams more money to sink into the cars that they had. It was almost like a reverse effect, right? Where we saw, yeah, we saw more teams pop up, but then we saw the the other the, the dominant teams start to get a little stronger because they had a little more money to toss into those. Oh, that, so those five the five team days, like all five of those cars were so good, and notoriously, like they did not share anything. Can you imagine if they'd have shared info oh in that? My God. Oh, man. Yeah. Talk about a true dynasty. Oof, would have been crazy. I don't think we see any huge shifts in dynamics. We haven't really seen any huge shifts in dynamics this year or compared to last year, too, even with the the next-gen car. I think it. I think it's all a subtle change. I think it all starts to, to sort of meld together within the next couple of years is when we're starting to see Yeah, and uh, you're going to get mid-tier teams that, that kind of take another step. Like, I think Legacy, we've talked about that. We think maybe they're going to kind of step up a little. And even at the bottom of the garage, you know, BJ McLeod has sold off his charter. He was kind of that one lone duck at the bottom. You've got Rick Ware down there, but now they've got full-time drivers in that car. They're expanding the partnership. They're going to win races, no, you know, but they're going to be a little bit more competitive from the back. And so I think overall it is closing in a little bit from all through the thing. Um, but, you know, at the top, it's it's still going to be Hendrick and Gibbs for for the most part. Yeah. And, and yeah, for for the foreseeable future, I think, until these guys really yeah, do. And with, with, yeah, younger guys like Kyle Larson and and – Christopher Bell and Ty Gibbs around. It's not going to change for a while. No. Uh, all right. Quickly, who wins the mo uh, the most polls this year? 
Christopher Bell did it last year. So, okay, that's your answer this year? Yes. Unless Ryan Newman's coming back full-time, it's Christopher Bell. Yeah, it's got to be Christopher Bell. Or Danny Hamlin. I think uh, either one of those guys. Danny Hamlin had four uh, as as well as William Byron, but I don't think William Byron's going to get there. Uh, so yeah, yeah, for me it's either Bell. Or- Christopher Bell, man, they just they really figured something out, and if they keep hitting on that, you just see you go through kind of spurts of having guys that just win polls like that. Ryan Newman, you know, the Rocket Man, kind of most notorious for that, but Christopher Bell could easily be kind of that next guy. How many DNFs does Bubba Wallace have? <laughs> he's got a he's got a hate on his two favorite drivers. He does Bubba too. One of them. Wallace um, had five last you know, season, by the way. Only five. Like that's not. Look at Kyle Larson. He had way more than five. I, again, Bubba's a great driver. I think that Tyler Reddick taking that huge step that I expect this season is going to help Bubba. Bubba's going to win one or two races as well um, and, and have a solid season. I'll take the under. Uh, if if we set it at the same as five, maybe I even take the under at three. I don't think he's going to not finish too many races this season. I think uh, a yeah, lot of his I, problems I think, were not self-created uh, yeah. last and, season. And he continues to mature. Uh, yeah, I, I think that it's it's gonna, he's going to keep him very minimal. Okay. Do I ask the last question? <laughs> it's just him hating on Austin Dillon, which, hey, this is going to be Austin Dillon's retirement year, so let's be nice. All right. Well, we won't. Uh, we, if, you want, if you want to read the JDK's last question, this is a perfect chance for you to go join the Discord, uh, Discord sg.pn slash Discord. Get in there. Join the NASCAR channel. Uh, we won't spoil that one for you. So. Uh, I got one one got final one question. Nick Fortune did uh, he texted me this one, but <sighs> I'm going to ask an interesting question for people that go to the racetrack. Favorite racetrack food? What's your favorite thing to eat when you're at the racetrack? You know, it's crazy because I know that in Sonoma they've got amazing garlic fries. Amazing oh. garlic fries because we're right there in the Bay Area where Gilroy and and garlic is all is all one. So. Um, I love me some garlic fries from the racetrack there. I know it's not sexy, but buddy, hey. garlic fries are no. sexy. For me, it's just just a cheeseburger. Like, I love a good cheeseburger at the track. They always seem to be good. They're always nice and warm off the grill back there. Um, you go to the dirt track, get a little dirt oil mixed in there, makes it taste even better. Um, but yeah, just love just love a good old racetrack cheeseburger. Nothing nothing too fancy hits the spots and uh, gets you through the day. I could have been uppity and said, I don't know, because all I eat is press box food. But, you know, that's, that's <laughs> I not going to... Yeah. yeah, the last few times going to the, the track, there's always good food in the in the uh, media center, which is which is very nice. We appreciate that. Yeah, I 100%. I, I, I will tell you right now, for those of you who, who have not necessarily been uh, on the receiving end of, of press box treatment, you know... And, and and every once in a while you get one that doesn't necessarily cater to you very well, but boy, there is nothing like the press box experience. And so, uh, it's one of these days we're going to have to give away uh, an experience where you get to come with us to to a race there in the go. press box. That'll be as our photographer, uh, obviously, because that's how we that's how we yeah, roll. But that's how we do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, all right. Well, no more questions in the uh, in the YouTube. So we'll go ahead and. Put a pin in this one. This is a, a good time. I, I think a lot of these stretch your leg type episodes are good every once in a while because, you know, we just get to have some fun and talk yeah, NASCAR. Just sit back, relax. Again, it's, you know, it was a month today. Now, by the time you're done listening to this, we might be even less than a month, and we're getting there. We're so close to having actual race picks. Oh, love it. Steven in the comments. Steven's he says a, he's photographer. a photographer. 
Bring it. See, Steven? So uh, there you go. It's Perfect. Uh, we'll yep. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. This is, see, then we wouldn't even be, we wouldn't even be lying at all. Like it's, yeah, that's exactly. fine. I love yeah, it. Works out perfect. Uh, no. And, and honestly, for, for, for those of you who, uh, like we said, stick through these episodes, fantastic. We're, we're so glad because who else is really talking NASCAR right now? There aren't too many people out there Pretty, talking NASCAR. Well, we were even looking, like, we were like, was there any news to talk about? And you went to NASCAR.com, and there's not, like, everybody's out for the holiday. There's Crickets. nothing going on. Crickets. So. And uh, Steven's already covered a couple of races. That's, oh, hey, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Actually, you know what, Steven? We need to, let, let's, <laughs> why don't you join, if you're in the Discord, hit the Discord. We we got some questions for you. We we may, yeah, we may uh, make you our, our uh, what you call it, uh, our main man. So, all right. There you go. Cody, I think it's a good place as any to go ahead and end today's episode. So as we draw this one to a close, as we always do, let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Yep. I'm on X at Husker underscore Z. Find all my work over there. Had to steal it from me once. Uh, but yeah, that's it. How'd it feel? Feel good? Uh, I'm on X as well in the club. <laughs> and on the regular Twitter machine at RJ Gomez. Link at the bottom. Everything I got going on. Got a Royal Rumble uh, episode or uh, episode. I got a Royal Rumble article coming out here pretty soon. Catch that on SBR. Kind of fun. Take a dive into some wrestling stuff. But uh, yeah, other than that, find the rest of it there. We'll be back again to uh, I think tomorrow with some uh, episodes. If Probably. not, check F1 back next gaming week. podcast too. Check that out. Yes, episodes please. Coming out so Definitely got one of those coming out. So all right, we'll be back again later. We'll see you then. And until then, let's go racing and let. It rides.